Hey guys, welcome back to the Curl Friends Podcast. It's Tony and Kim here. Hey y'all. And we are back with episode two. And this is the five side hustles for passive income. Right. We know, yeah, we know that, you know, especially with inflation, how it is right now and the expenses growing, that everyone is looking to supplement their income, either passive or if you do have the time, we have a couple options for you, too. So we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick sidebar real quick or a funny story before we get started. So today I go to pay for the girls um for their dance, the recitals, costumes. It's $275 per kid. Oh. And I was like, okay, okay. And I immediately got in the car and was like, okay, side hustle number three, loading. Because <laughs> it's crazy and it's only going to get crazier. But I'm excited for them. So, you know, of course I paid it, but we have to figure out some ways to supplement this income. Right. It's just like, how many streams do I need? How how many? I think about so, seven. Right. I think I, I have about three right now. It's like Four. seven parts for every two kids. Right. Yeah. And I, activities. I, have, I have one loading like, like you said, so it, it's time to find another one. So this is just on time. So for sure. For sure. So, yeah, we, we have five for y'all. Um, if, if Tony, you want to start out with a couple that you have and I'll, I'll get into mine and we can. We can help some people out. The first one is sell digital products. All right, so what is a digital product? A digital product is anything that is intangible, that's delivered electronically. So music, software, eBooks, anything that can be downloaded and used digitally can be considered a digital product. So where do you create a digital product? You can create them on Canva, Microsoft, Excel, PowerPoint, Prezi, Shopify, any of those type of sites. So let's take it back a little bit. A digital product could be, say, the um, a menu that somebody wants for their restaurant. Right. It could be, like for me, when I first opened the salon, I needed a lot of, I needed a newsletter. So I had to find somebody to create my newsletter because I had the ideas, but I did not have the time. Nice. Yeah, I know I I know I frequent Canva often, whether it be for birthday cards or just for templates, you know, for the for the Airbnb that I have. Um, Same thing. I went on there and they had some resources all for host on there. So there's categories. So. Yeah, okay, you don't so have, the have time. you ever created okay, have you ever created a Canva or have you ever created a digital product for anybody else or just for your own businesses? You know, I have created them for other people, but I wasn't monetizing it. I, I just would kind of Why play not? with it, do it. I know, right? Now I know. This is a side, this is a legitimate side hustle. They getting they get in charge now. No, so seriously. Far. I pay, you know, good money for somebody to create my newsletter. Or for somebody to organize, like, my price list or, you know, uh, an event I'm having, if I need printouts for an event I'm having. Right. And I just send them the rough draft of what I'm looking for, and they shoot me back the the copy. And this is what they like to do. 
And the crazy thing is they're probably using a template, just inputting your information. And on your end, you're like, wow, thanks. But they literally take the time up front to create a couple templates and just plug and play and just make money. And that's a great thing about about all these sites is it's passive because you upload it and you walk away. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So where can you sell your digital product? You can advertise your your skills anywhere, really. You can do Facebook, Instagram, Fiverr, Etsy. You know, those are all sites where you can offer what you do. So let's look at some. Say it again. No, nice. I'm just, my wheels are turning. I'm like, there's some real income potential there. I'm telling you. So if you think about some pros of digital products, one thing is you can create these in your free time. So this is a side hustle. So you don't need it. You don't need to like feel like you have to quit your, your full-time job to do this. This is something you do to create some other income, some passive income. So you can do it in the free time. You can create digital products from your phone, your laptop, your tablet. You don't need a warehouse or anything. You don't need any inventory. Yep, and then some some cons of a um the downsides, right? Of, right. Of being a, a digital product, a selling digital product. Sorry, you have to be timely. If you are not a person who can stick to deadlines, this might not be a side hustle for you. Yeah, that makes sense. So when they need it, they need it. No, yeah, for sure. And you have to be, I think you have to be creative. You have to be willing to think outside the box. Be be willing to like adjust some of your ideas to help fit what your customer is looking for. Because sometimes like I like to go back and forth. You know, send me this note. Can we tweak that? So you can't be too, you know, stuck in your ways, I think. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like this is something that someone could do that doesn't have too much experience? Do you feel like there's like a barrier to entry to it? I think we have more experience than we think. Yeah. I think if you have been drawing comic books, characters and forever, I think that you could be a a graphic artist and sell your work digitally. All you have to do is put it out there. Right. You know what I mean? If you're really good at organizing lists and that's something that you find interesting, yeah, of course you could you could use that. You don't have to be experienced. You just have to be dedicated to learn. Okay, nice. So let's let's rate all of them that we're doing right now from one to ten from how much how, how big a barrier we think there is to entry for it. What do you think digital selling products is from ten being you need to really have information about the market and have some training. One is, is anybody, everybody. Okay. Well, I think like you should do some research for, you should do research for anything you're getting into. Right. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a two, three. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So this is like no excuses, like try it out. And oh, there's sure. no overhead, right? Like you start it and you don't need any money to get started. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Okay. All right, next up, we have create a YouTube channel or a Twitch Twitch account. 
So it's any online streaming platforms. See, I'm getting old. I don't even know what a Twitch account is. What is a Twitch? So like Twitch is really for, it started off really for gamers. Okay. I think, yeah. The gamers use Twitch, but you can sponsor them and they like, they play, they stream themselves and they make good money. I have a few family members who tried Twitch. I think Twitch, I think those type of sites are fun because you're just doing what you like to do anyway. Okay. With a camera and a microphone, you know? So you're just playing, you're just playing your game and it's recorded. But, yep, that's it. And then you just I get paid off of people watching time. you. Yes, you have people watch, right. They watch you play your game. So your game is on the screen and then like you're in the corner or something. Mm. Okay, yeah. I feel like my boys watch on YouTube. They're watching yes. people doing that and that's probably what they're using the platform. Okay. And right, and those people are getting paid from Twitch and they're getting paid from YouTube because a lot of times they stream live on Twitch and then they can upload it to YouTube. Okay, so they're paid per views and also what, when people take out ads? Yes, yes. So we'll get to that, right? Because with YouTube, you can do, you can get paid from advertising revenue. You can get paid from channel memberships. You can pay from shopping. So if you have mm. products, merch, things of that nature, you can have a YouTube on your store, a store on your YouTube. I'm sorry. Then you can do, you can have super chats or super stickers where like fans just pay in, for their messages and animated little highlights on your thing. You know, yeah. sometimes you see those little like super fan yeah. stars or something. Yeah. yeah. And then you can have super thanks where fans, I guess, bigger fans, you know, tip you too. And then you can have a YouTube premium revenue. I think that's when you're like a YouTube superstar. Nice. Okay. You know, it's a lot of different ways to make money online with YouTube. And so what do you need to create a channel though, right? Right. Because we can talk about it, but what do you need to do it? You need a camera. Mm-hmm. You need a microphone. You need a tripod. You need a lighting kit. You should be creative and you need an editing software. Okay. I think some of those you could put together. Yeah. So a little more involved than digital products, but it sounds like it might be a bigger return. Maybe. Yeah, right, right. But you start how you start, right? Mm-hmm. So your camera, your microphone, is that just your iPhone? 14 right you know a lighting kit is that your ring light from your bathroom (laughs) a tripod girl put it on the book tilt it a little you know find the right light until you can get the things that you need right I think you can start with anything I think you're right what you think yes. this one from one to 10, um, the barrier to entry, how easy or difficult do you think it is? I think this one's like a five, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like a five only because you have to be willing to put yourself out there. On a digital product, you can hide behind your product. They don't have to ever know it's you. Right. You know what I mean? But if you do a YouTube or a Twitch or you have to rely on your personality. You have to, you know, you have to put you out there. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. I can get into I get into one. Um, I was actually excited to learn about this one because I've I've heard it. I've heard the term. And I didn't really understand, you know, what was involved. So the next one we're going to cover is affiliate marketing. Okay. So what affiliate marketing is, is it involves referring a product or a service by sharing it on a blog, social media platform, podcast, um, or a website. And okay. when you're the affiliate, you earn a commission each time someone makes a purchase through the unique affiliate link associated with their recommendation. So, so pretty much the steps to becoming an affiliate would be to first select a niche. So that is just a category that you're most interested in. So, mm -hmm. and something that you have are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about already. So for me, I'm a realtor. So if I'm, if I say, okay, maybe I'll do home decor, right? Okay. Maybe that'll be my niche, niche where I just go and I find, you know, furniture or different products that go in a home that, that may be, you know, exciting to, to my demographic. And mm -hmm. what you're going to do is after you select the niche, you're going to go ahead and start to find affiliate companies who offer these affiliate programs and they're going to pay you to kind of drive traffic to their sites and get more sales. So you have to ev evaluate these different affiliate companies because you have to make sure it's the right fit for you. Um, some areas that you want to look at is, of course, how much they're going to pay you, the commission rate, because they vary from um, I saw some that were paying as little as like 2%. Uh, mm -hmm. The digital products that you went over seem to be really hot. Those seem to pay the most percentage. Some of those were up to like 50 to 70% of what they're paying. Nice. They'll give you. Yeah. And commission. And uh, it also, they also had memberships. So if someone bought a membership to their site, you would get that commission recurring like every month right so that that was a big deal so you establish it once and you're just getting paid monthly off of it with um, affiliate marketing yeah with affiliate marketing so that's an so, option okay so question mm -hmm. so does it depend on how popular you are like if you're you know your social media is doing really well right you have you know, I don't know, a product out that you sell on your own, or you, like you said, you're a realtor and you're just known in the community, does that get you a higher pay rate? Yes, the way you get, well, I'd say yes, right. for sure, regardless, because either the company is going to see value in that and they're going to offer you like a special rate, or you're just going to move more product. Gotcha. Um, but the great thing about affiliate marketing is even if you have zero followers, you can start this. Um, you can still make money off of it because after you evaluate the commission rate, um, you're looking at, you know, something else called cookie duration. And what that is, mm -hmm. is it's the amount of time between the time the potential buyer clicks your link and they purchase the product. Um, so you, the longer the duration, the better, of course, because it gives you more time for them to actually pull the trigger and make the sale. Well, they Some, love me. I take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> They're not I making no time. money, no money off of you. 
<laughs> I take my time on online purchases. I need you to come <laughs> back, send me the email. So you left your card. Maybe Don't abandon your card. And then I cycle back. Around. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some of them are 24 hours. Um, but some other ones give you a little bit longer of a time, like maybe like 72 hours, you know, so that definitely makes it easier. Um, some other companies also have a great um, policy where if they click your link for a specific product and go to the site and buy another product, they'll still pay you as long as they oh, buy nice. something from there. Yeah. So so that's that's something that's good to evaluate. Also, to see if they're going to give you uh, resources, like some of them give you videos and uh, keyword ideas, you know, just to support you as you're trying to sell their product. And the last thing you want to consider is the sustainability of the market. So you don't really want to put too much. Yeah, you don't want to put too much into pushing a product that's like maybe seasonal, you know, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like once like Valentine's Day is over, for instance, then what you gonna do? You have to do it all over again. And we we don't yeah. we want our time back. We want some passive income. So to pick a product that's a little more sustainable would be would be the best thing to do. Um, so once you we we got the niche right, you figured out like this is the area I want to focus on. These are the companies I want to go with, and I say plural because you can pick several at one time. You don't just have to pick one. Um, the next thing is kind of what you are saying about how are you going to get, you know, drive people to the, to your site, to your link right. to make money. Um, so that's when you select your marketing strategy. Um, so you get a unique link and most people will put this on their social media page. Uh, you can put it on Pinterest. You can make a YouTube video, okay. put it on there. Um, so you could be getting paid. If you have YouTube subscribers, you can be getting paid on your YouTube and with affiliate marketing at the same time. Exactly. Gotcha. They, they put it on groups on Facebook, like specialized groups for like, you know, whatever category you're going for. Mm-hmm. And they even now, now I start looking at it differently. When you search something on Google and the first few um, results pop up and they say ad on it, uh-huh. those can be affiliate marketers. Because that's something that they do is they go and take out a Google ad for whatever product that they're selling. If it's like dog training, right? They'll go ahead and take out an ad for dog training and put their affiliate link. So if somebody Googles dog training, you put your keywords in, they click on your link and they see the product you're selling. If they end up buying it, you're getting paid. So that, that one is, you know, that one's upfront cost if you do it that way. Um, but it starts as low as like, I, I, I think you can set your budget. The example I saw the girl was doing about like five or $10 per month, uh, or okay. per, um, yeah, she can set the limit. So, I mean, you, you definitely can play around with that. And okay, the last so... step is just to publish, um, some content and, you know, and, and make it resonate with whatever audience that you're, that you're attracting. Got you, got you. So what do you think as far as like level of difficulty? Where are we at with affiliate marketing? You know, I feel like it just takes some effort. I don't really think it's difficult. Um, it's, I mean, it's a day of, you know, of Google search. You can figure out anything, how to do <laughs> anything online, right? Just plug and play. I feel like this one may be a little more than the YouTube because it, 
it, the YouTube is involved in this one, but there's a little more to it. So I'd say this one's probably about a seven. Okay. How long do you think before you start seeing some return on your like real money? Like I mean, money? if you don't pay for ads in the beginning, there's no, there's no overhead. There's, there's no cost. Yeah. Nice. There's no upfront cost. So, I mean, um, people say that they start, some of them start seeing money like the first, the first day, the first week. So, I mean, there's, there's success stories where people are making like, 5000 a month from this, you know? So, I don't hear that. All right, affiliate marketing. Yeah. All right, so what's up next? Um. Oh, so next we have Airbnbs. As you know, I have a few of them. And I've yes. been doing them for a couple this years. This is your thumping ground. Yes, I can definitely give some insight on this one. Um. So, I mean, I think everyone knows what an Airbnb is. Nowadays, it, it's it stands for the Air Bed and Breakfast. Um, it's a service that lets property owners rent out their space to travelers looking for a place to stay. Uh, travelers can rent a space for multiple people to share a shared space with private rooms or the entire property for themselves. Um, so the steps to start an Airbnb business. First, you're going to want to get the, the proper approval, whether it be from your landlord uh, you know, city ordinances, if you are within a homeowners association, you just want to make sure that you're operating within the law because you don't want to spend all this money and effort into setting up, you know, this Airbnb empire just to have it shut down <laughs> because you didn't, you know, you didn't follow the rules. We're not, we're okay, not doing so that. Question. If I'm just renting a place, I can't just turn around and make it an Airbnb. I have to ask permission from my landlord. Yeah, just to clarify. definitely. Yeah, you hey, definitely need to, to get permission. Yeah, I mean, within your lease agreement, now that Airbnb is so well known, typically mm -hmm. it has um, verbiage in there that'll tell you it's not allowed. Okay. Um, or if, if subletting is allowed. Okay, so um, that's something to look for. Yeah, that's something that you definitely want to look for. Um, there are some people who that they make that their business of uh, just renting out homes and making them Airbnbs rather than purchasing properties and owning them. So um, that's definitely a direction you can go in. Um, nice. But once you once you get the approval, um, it's time to just understand where your Airbnb is, understand the market that you're appealing to, and then you're going to want to prepare your space for that market, to appeal to that market. Um, so you're going to, you know, do the basics. You're going to make sure it's clean. You're going to make sure it's accessible. It has, you know, all the toiletries and everything that your guests are going to need to be comfortable when they stay there. Uh, you also, you know, want to make it unique and have some features that you spotlight that your property has that others don't, whether it be you have like a movie room or maybe you have like a nice outdoor like seating area fire pit. Whatever it is, like I said, appeal to the market that you're in and the demographic that you're um, that you're focused on. Um, so once you get your space ready, um, you know, and you have all that going on, you're going to want to set your rate. Uh, you're going to think about affordability, your audience and your market again. And you have to take into account the Airbnb fees, which are about 3%. Okay. So mm -hmm. question, can you set... You can set your own rate, you're saying. They don't set it for you. Right. You can you set your own rates. Uh, nice. They do have smart pricing where you can set it up 
to just automatically, you know, set the price based on um, the prices of other Airbnbs around you, your competitors, and based on what the demand is. Nice. Do you feel like you have to spend a lot of money to set up the Airbnb? Yeah, this is definitely a pricey, um, a, a pricey upfront cost for this. Okay. For okay. this side hustle, just because you know you have to furnish the whole place, you have to do any repairs necessary, clean, um, just get all the supplies and everything. So upfront, it is a little costly. Typically, I'd say with a successful Airbnb, it's probably going to take you um, maybe about five to six months. To recoup your cost, um, which isn't too bad. And that's that's if you're like running it, you know, if, if it's a successful Airbnb, you'll probably get all your upfront costs back in about six months. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. got you. So question for a successful Airbnb, what's the occupancy level? Like, what do you consider successful? So for me, successful just means that I'm able, that's what I benchmark it off of if I can recoup my cost in six months. So that that okay. occupancy is going to vary just because your nightly rate differs. So on the weekend, my nightly rate is probably about 40% higher than it is during the week. So my okay. occupancy isn't always the best factor to look at to see how much money you're going to make. Um, mm-hmm. But typically I'd say uh, I want to keep it above, you know, 75%. And I've been able to do that for, nice. um, yeah, for the, for the life of the Airbnb. Sometimes it's up to, you know, 90%, 95%, you get too high, you know, you need to raise your prices because what's going on? <laughs> you need the money on the table. Um, what's happening? But, yeah, the what's happening? House. But other than that, um, you, uh, you're just going to go ahead and prepare your listing, you know, take photos, professional looking photos, um, describe your space in a way that where your guests are going to understand the benefit of staying there. Um, you're going to get post it, get it live, and do a little marketing um, in the community as well. I know like that. Like telling your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. But also, um, like I said about understanding the market, where one of my Airbnb is, there's a lot of traveling nurses by um, a hospital. So I did a little, uh, you know, I took some time to connect with the staff over there. Um, and get just some flyers into the right hands some digital flyers I emailed and circulated. So, um, so nice. it just helps, you know, so I definitely think this is, this is something if, if, if you have the time and the, the upfront money that it, it's going to be, you know, it, it'll definitely provide you with some additional income. So I'd say this one's probably maybe like an eight, maybe like an eight. An eight. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. So would you recommend if you just had a spare room in the basement, you know what I mean, using that for an Airbnb, or if you had a, you know, spare room in your house, because sometimes people, they they share the Airbnbs, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You want to start small, you want to start slow. You can start by renting the room. Um, A lot of people do that, and they've been successful. I actually split up one of my properties and made it into a two unit and I have a room in the back and then the rest of the house in the front, the back room has a room bathroom and like a kitchenette and it's, it's really successful, doubled up my income. So it's definitely an option to do that as well. 
See, that's thinking. That's thinking on your toes, okay? Mm. And sorry if you guys hear my car. I'm definitely on my way to get my children. Yeah, we can't leave the babies, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Okay, so yeah. Airbnbs. Now, what about, we are at, that's four, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so our fifth one would be ride shares and Uber Eats. And so those delivery services, Instacart. Right, right. So as I'm leaving, my Instacart is pulling up at my house. There right you now. go. We need to go interview her. Get her on. There you go. We need to go Get her on the podcast. Listen, I'm telling you, like, ma'am. <laughs> and Alexis was texting me the whole time. She was so sweet. But let's think about this. We're making extra income. When you are... Sometimes we get into, sometimes we need cash, right? Or we need to make extra money. But right. we don't want to take away from what we Oh, okay. okay, I think we're gonna Did have I to chop it? it right there because I you just totally cut out. Oh no, okay. So what do you want me to do? Start over? Yeah, start over and I'll see if I can chop it. If not, I'll end it where we ended. Okay. Okay, so back at the ride shares and the Uber Eats and things of that nature. When you're out and about, you can really share your products with people. You can, when you meet people at the gas station, if you're in the Kroger all the time, if, whenever you are, if you're meeting people, stop and tell them who you are and what you do. It will stick with somebody. Somebody will need your product. You know what I mean? Right. And then also, if you're say, for instance, you do real estate. If you do real estate and that's your full-time job, but it's slower or you need some other things, you can do Lyft and Uber while you're driving around. Tell the people in your car. You do real estate. You know, it's right. always cool to strike up a conversation because you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And those people, one with uh, one connection away, what my godbrother says all the time, you just never know who you're going to meet. So That's I think real. when you, when you, yeah, when you try to take yourself outside of being scared or like, oh, I don't want to Uber and Lyft. I'm not. Or thinking that you know it's beneath you. Think about the amount of people that need a ride from the airport. You know what I mean? Right. I would not suggest you know being you know young and doing it in an unsafe neighborhood or anything like that if you can avoid it. But early in the not early in the, you know business hours, do it during the day. Go and get into a great neighborhood and talk to people and tell them what you sell. And I guarantee you, you'll start selling more of it. That's so, true. That's so true. I've gotten clients in the craziest places. Just, just I, I've been at a brunch spot. I frequent often, and the manager came up to me and said, "I'm I'm ready to buy a house. Let's do this." So it's it's real. You just gotta let people know what you do. All the time, I meet clients, potential clients, everywhere, everywhere. 
if I'm in the war somewhere, I tell them what I do. Oh, you have a card? Yes, I do. I have a digital card. Right. Because I don't have physical cards because I'm terrible at that. But you can do it. But one thing I wanted to talk about, too, when it comes to ride sharing and things of that nature, I think that it's a great opportunity to meet people. I like meeting strangers. Like, that's definitely a thing for me. Um, but if it's not a thing for you, you know, do it in a way that makes you feel safe. You know? Right. I think that you should have a weapon, um, a legal weapon. I think that you should be vigilant. I think that you should have, you know, somebody knowing where you are and what you're doing at all times, if you can help it, you know, so that you're not putting yourself in danger. But don't be scared to step out and meet people because you never know who you can meet. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we gave them some things to consider. You know? Yes, for sure, for sure. Definitely. Yes. Oh, and a level of difficulty. That's what we didn't do. Right. What you think? For, One to ten for the ride share. For the ride share, I really think it's like a a a three. You have car insurance. If right. you have um a clean vehicle, a good driving record, you can do it. You know, if you like shopping, if you're a personal shopper, if you if that's something you're into, go do it. You never know what it can do. You never know who you can meet. Hey, I'm with it. Yes, yes, yes. So y'all let us know. Comment, subscribe. Let us know what you guys think about our five topics. Right. And let us know if you guys decide to